Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy. This is a podcast where Sue's watching Buffy and Angel for the first time, and we are following along with her. Uh, this week, we're, we're in Season 7, and we will be covering the episodes Showtime, Potential, and The Killer in Me. I'm Em. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. It's our first post-Thanksgiving podcast, and I was been thinking about it this week. Um, I think the week of Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving, which includes my birthday, is like our um, our anniversary. Oh, that's right. That's right. It may not be Sue watches Buffy's anniversary, but it's M and Sue's podcasting anniversary. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Anyway, didn't want to let that pass by without saying something. Well, happy second anniversary. Yes, we're like, we're like legit. <laughs> <laughs> Two years. Two years. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And we're definitely not, because we've just been flying through the series. I know. And the series of Angel. We're down to our last few Buffy podcasts. I know. It's Not crazy. Not really Angel, but Buffy the show. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the ones coming up next, and I'm like, man, that's like... I'm getting there. Getting there? Getting to the edge, yeah. Well, there's, what, nine left after talking about these three? Nine episodes left? Yeah, and I believe we're watching four. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I think I divided up into four, and then three, and then two. Hmm. Yep. Well. What do you do? It's been quite the journey. Hasn't it? It has. It's been fun. It has been fun. I like Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been fun watching it with you and kind of, you know, previously I've just binged it and just watched it for pleasure and it's just been kind of fun combing through the whole series. Mm -hmm. Every good Buffy fan probably 
wants to do this once. <laughs> right, right. Podcasting inclinations. Yep. Well. Wow, so after this, there's only going to be like three more podcasts about Buffy. Weird. I know. Speaking of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did you say you were going to do a rewatch when this is over? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll rewatch. I don't know if I'll start with episode one and go through it. Why? Oh, I just thought, and we would have no sort of time frame, but just in the interest of Sue watches Buffy, it would be fun if we did like a, (laughs) (laughs) like just take one season, an episode whenever we want and have it be like Sue rewatches Buffy and get your perspective on just the season after you've watched it having seen the whole thing. Oh, gotcha. We could do that. You know, it would be kind I'd of be, fun. I'd be, I'd be down for that, sure. I mean, it would be a no-pressure thing, honestly. Right. And it can just be any time while we're watching Dollhouse and whatever. You're like, felt like watching season one, and then... You know, there's so many things. When you podcast about it, a show with someone that's never seen it, mm-hmm. it's there's so many things you want to say about introduction of a character and then you you know you think about their whole journey but you have to not talk about it sure sure. and you bring some of that stuff up later but not a lot of it and it would it would just be kind of fun and i think people would be interested to we could have like really good discussions gotcha okay about certain interesting things um well jonathan would be a good one to discuss yeah you know, I'd be interesting, interested to watch again, like when you first meet Jonathan, because he took quite the journey, you know? Yeah. And things like that. So, yeah, no, I'd be down for that, sure. All right. And, you know, talking about little things you notice about, like Willow's character in even season one that you kind of are like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I don't want to, certainly don't want to do episode by episode, but I thought just after you've watched, I, I, you know, you had said you wanted to rewatch the series sometime. So, you know, just kind of little treats now and then that you've seen like season three and then we could just get your perspective on. I don't think anyone's ever done that before. No, I think that's a good idea. And it's, it's definitely a rewatchable show and one. And now that I've seen it, I won't have to, like, be sitting on the couch with my notepad. Sure. You know, I can be, like, have it on in the background while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Whose turn is it to read Cat's Crypt? I believe it's yours. Oh, okay. Catherine says, hey, ladies. As I'd hoped, I'm making good progress through Season 5, and I'm enjoying it quite well. Lots of good stuff in these three episodes. Shadow, Listening to Fear, and Into the Woods. That scene with Riley and Spike in Buffy's house was too great. Spike smelling her sweater was the best. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I actually watched that scene twice. 
On the second viewing, I noticed that Spike grabbed a pair of Buffy's panties while Riley was pushing him out of her room. It was very quick, and I hadn't noticed it the first time, and I didn't hear you guys mention it on the podcast either. Did you miss it? We didn't mention that? I didn't. Th- I thought we did. I thought we did, too. Maybe you zoned out, Kat. Because it's funny, and I'm pretty yeah, sure we, we definitely didn't miss it. Yeah, I remember it, too. And I thought I remembered us talking about it. Interesting. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we talked about it somewhere else. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we didn't talk about it. <laughs> Maybe somehow it got edited out. <laughs> okay. Um, I like the <laughs> obsequious. Obsequious. Cats using college words. <laughs> <laughs> I like the obsequious monk troll thing of Glory's, and how Ben and Glory are related somehow. I'm thinking he's her brother. That's the vibe I got. Then, Riley. I don't know, Ben and Glory, are they connected at all, Sue? <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that. Future Cat gets that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Then Riley, what can I say about that? At first, I thought he was trying to become a vampire in hopes that would make him more attractive to Buffy. Yeah, I think we all did. Yep. (laughs) But then it got weird. (laughs) (laughs) Was he just trying to debase himself? Nothing made sense. But then how he tried to turn it on Buffy, like he was going outside the relationship to get what she wasn't providing him or whatever to be needed. Ugh. Riley, just face it. You know who Buffy is, and you are just not her thing. Even though she's fooling herself into thinking maybe she is. And shut up, Xander. (laughs) Oh, is this the scene where Xander's like, you and Riley are the couple of the... Yes. Ugh. You're like, what? (laughs) Um, what show are you watching, (laughs) Xander? <laughs> but yeah, ooh, that just makes me incensed all the all over again. Yep. That he kind of blames her. <laughs> yep. Oh, hate him. And I think we explained it on the podcast, but he is uh Well, he explained it to her. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. What he was I thinking, don't even remember what his explanation was. It seemed like those vampires needed him, and they made him feel needed. Oh, that's right. That's right. Just and, so stupid. You know, we had just lost our mom, and we were like, you know. That's right. <laughs> you are being so selfish. <laughs> She's not needing you the way you want her to need you. <laughs> Go jump off a cliff right now. <laughs> he got so me, me, me when Joyce was sick and stuff. It just was the worst. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we were watching these episodes right when mom died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she's in the hospital and Buffy's just not leaning on him and he's like getting all snippy about it. Yeah. Didn't he get mad? Didn't she spend the day at the hospital with her mom and he got like mad at her for like not calling him or something? I, don't, I can't remember. 
It it was just all dumb. Yeah. Ugh. He got into the vampire thing when she's like having the worst time. I know. <laughs> Cause yeah. He it it all went down to she didn't need him the way he wanted her to need him. Yeah. And he got all selfish about it. So he went somewhere else. Which happened to be like crack core vampires. <laughs> One of the weirder plot lines of the show. Yes, it certainly was. <laughs> Moving on. I think anyone in the healthcare field would be pretty incensed by the behaviors of a certain doctor and a certain nurse in this hospital. First of all, <laughs> that doctor hitting Buffy with all those crazy questions right after he gave Buffy the news that her mom has a brain tumor, then letting her take Joyce home. What the bip? <laughs> That was a terrible idea. Yes, we had those same Yes, we did. We did not like that doctor either. And that nurse in the mental ward was the worst. Not only did she give that scared guy absolutely zero in the way of comfort, but I swear she was shaking her head as she was walking away from him. Dude! <laughs> and I know I had big trouble with her, too. <laughs> I believe I went off on her. I think you did. <laughs> oh. I had a similar, I had a reaction similar to M during Joyce's bedroom rant when the killer snot monster from outer space was in there. It really freaked me out. It was so scary. I'm talking about Joyce. Yeah, not the snot monster. Yes, it was Joyce that was scary. <laughs> Remember when I told you guys while I was watching Carnival that in that show is the scariest thing I've ever seen on TV? Well, what scared me so badly was Christine Sutherland in this one scene. For some reason, she is just good at scaring me. This crazy rant Joyce goes on alone in her bedroom just kind of freaked me out pretty good. Now, I believe on the Facebook page, Matt brought up the fact, and maybe it was on Sue Wattis Buffy, but that it's actually not Joyce Sutherland in Carnival, but it's an actress that looks kind of like her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh. It's not Christine Sutherland? <laughs> Joyce? Nope, it's not Joyce. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, Kat, you are mistaking the actress, but now I'm interested to see how much she looks like Joyce. And I think Kat watched Carnival really quick. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she watched it in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just a little fun fact. <laughs> Um, okay, I guess that's all for now. I watched the Assigned Angel episodes too, but I can't find notes on them. Maybe I didn't take any. <laughs> Maybe I threw them away with the last assignment. <laughs> I've done that before too. <laughs> <laughs> Missed you guys for Thanksgiving. Not nearly enough P's, T's, and A's, am I agree. Love you both. <laughs> Legata. Still my sign-off, even though Iggy doesn't do Buffy. Iggy may not do Buffy, but she does who watches Buffy. So, no worries. <laughs> so, Iggy listens to the podcast but doesn't watch the show? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I just found out that my brother-in-law, Travis, listens to <laughs> Oh, really? And he never watches it, but he just thinks it's funny to watch, listen to. Oh, how funny. Yeah, he had no idea. Well, hello, Iggy and Travis. Yes. <laughs> I love Buffy <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we will try and paint a... Great canvas on the show. <laughs> we won't. We have never done that yet. Nope. 
but we'll talk about it. Um, and if anyone was wondering, peace, tease, and ace. <laughs> Just planes, trains, and automobiles. The old Jan- John Candy and Steve Martin movie. <laughs> it's one of our family favorites. Yes. <laughs> our sister has a dog named after a very minor character in it. Our favorite, Owen. <laughs> Owen. <laughs> First kid came out sideways. <laughs> <laughs> He makes her get the luggage. <laughs> so that's two faces. <laughs> Owen is the best. Yep. And our brother in law Scott does a really great yes. <laughs> impersonation of him. <laughs> so Amy and Scott named their Newfoundland Owen. <laughs> when Amy when Amy got the Newfoundland as a puppy she put on Facebook guess what we named him and didn't someone guess it right off Owen (laughs) (laughs) she says you'll never guess what we named him (laughs) and someone got it right away (laughs) that's funny yeah okay when I watched Plays, Trains, and Automobiles it was on TV like the Wednesday Wednesday before or Thanksgiving, Aww. and that little part came on. I'm like this is the guy that Amy and Scott named their dog after, and he's like, "This guy." <laughs> You're like, you don't get it. It's like, yes, he has like 35 seconds of screen time, but it's golden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I watched that. All we watched was sports. I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. Different ah. families. Different families. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Family plays, watches P's, T's, and A's and plays tons of games. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so with the Pete family, we don't do any of that. Ugh. Still fun. Well, sure. Just different. Different. Not the same. Okay. Thanks, Cat. Thanks, Cat. You can sign off now, present Cat. Yes. <laughs> we'll start talking to future Cat. We don't talk about fe- we don't talk to future cat near as much as I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try and make it a goal since we're almost done with the puppy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she may or may not have taken notes on Angel, and if she did, she may have thrown him away. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best. She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> So, we got an email from Harold, and he says, uh, This middle section of Season 7 is one of my least favorite parts of Buffy. Not that any of it's terrible, like parts of Season 4 are terrible, but just, it kind of drags. None of the episodes are particularly memorable, and worst of all, they start bringing in all these new characters, the potentials, without doing the work to make them well-developed or interesting. Most of them are just an accent or fashion design instead of a character. 
Ugh, agreed. Yeah. I couldn't believe there were so many more. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... I was complaining about a couple of them. In our last podcast, you were like, I can't believe they're bringing these couple new characters in. And you're like, well, at least one died, so there's only two left. I'm like, yeah, why would they do that? Good thing there were only two. Oh, man. Um, he says, I would, I probably would disagree with Emily that Kennedy is the worst, but she is the most annoying. She is an entitled brat, which at least means that she has a backstory and some character traits. I would say the title of the worst for one of the potentials who are merely a bad accent. There are a few that so unmemorable that when their names are mentioned, I can't remember who they are. So after watching these three, I remembered who my worst potential is and it's Ronan. I hate that girl so bad. <laughs> Kennedy I have different kinds of problems with. Mm-hmm. She's kind of more than just a potential so she's kind of in a different car- category for me. Right. I can see that. So I kind of she's the worst but she's kind of floating over off to the left somewhere and then the other potentials are all in a stew and Rona is my worst and I just I have reasons (laughs) I don't like that girl's attitude (laughs) (laughs) attitude accounts for a lot yeah it does and she mm, like I've managed people like that and I just <laughs> Change your attitude or go away from me. Far away from me. She just, she had the, uh, it was like her character goal was to have the bad attitude and question everything and question it badly. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Yeah. That's how I feel. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's annoying. It is. And, you know, the others, the bad accent ones, and the ones that you barely even know their name, I really, honestly, it just doesn't bug me that much. I just look at them as not really... I look at them as more um, props or... <laughs> I don't know. What what kind of category do I put them in? Plot points. Yeah. Instead of really caring about them developing their character, they're just plot points to to develop the story as a whole. I don't know. Maybe this will be easier to explain as we go along, but Mm -hmm. kind of the nut of it. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, it's you. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. He says, rewatching Showtime, this time knowing the entire time that Eve was actually the first was quite disappointing. 
I was hoping for some deliciously evil trickery, but all I got was a bad southern accent and some unmemorable dialogue about how they should all give up or not count on Buffy or whatever. That is a problem. Eve should be a memorable, sneaky temptress, but in reality, when I think of Showtime, if I think of it at all, I think about Buffy defeating the Terracon in the stadium-like construction site and making a speech. Totally, me too. That's mm-hmm. all I think of when I think of Showtime is that fight at the end. But yeah, he I never really thought of it That's much. That's a really good point, yeah. But that's a great point. They could have done some pretty cool stuff with that. Maybe dragged it had it a good story for two episodes. Where yeah. she really did some cool stuff. Post I don't know. potential. She was awful. Oh, she was the worst. They could have by doing it better had a better actress. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> without an accent or a good accent. Something. I, I did surprise myself, and I called it pretty early on that something was up with her. Oh yeah. So she did do something that made me go, hmm. hmm. She's causing a little bit too much trouble. Well, what do you know? I know it's not like me to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit sight. <laughs> He says, which brings me to another problem I have with this stretch of episodes. All the speech-making that Buffy does, it seems out of character for her. Think back to all the times she cut off one of Giles' speeches with the blah, 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 or the equivalent. So I actually don't have a problem, because I really look at season Buffy and the role she has with the potentials and this evil as her really having a different role than she ever has before a more mentory grown-up role and so mm-hmm. i'm okay with it i'm okay with the speeches i mean the one we blasted last time was she didn't have any leg to stand on at that point <laughs> but i guess the resolve in and of itself was good and i'm mm-hmm. glad i was glad to see buffy having resolve and not just be beat up and sad but you know, she didn't really have any reason to make that speech. And these speeches, I just, I don't know, I like mentor Buffy where she's kind of growing up. And I could see her changing a little bit. And this will go on to the next paragraph here that Harold says. Um, yeah, he says, I also find it odd that Buffy reenacted a version of the Crucimentum from season three's Helpless. When she was depowered, when she was depowered, her and locked in a house with a vampire, with that at least some self-reference about how when it happened to her, she thought it was horrible, but now she sees what the council was up to or something. Yeah, and then he puts, "Who is this person that everyone calls Buffy?" <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't seem like the same character that we have known for six plus seasons. <laughs> yeah, but this is. Buffy season seven that's been through season six, which was a life changing, a life altering yeah. season for her, which I can kind of see. Um, I have a few points about how the Crucimentum parallels and how you can look at them differently. Maybe I'll get into it later, but um, yes, there it is a valid point that 
she is re- kind of reenacting cruciamentum like circumstances. Um, and it would have been nice for her. It, I would have enjoyed like what he said to have some reference about it mm-hmm. that she kind of gets it now, but maybe we don't aren't expected to need that, that it's just kind of implied, but I guess it really isn't, but maybe it is. <laughs> maybe you feel it for it. <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel? Um, I think it would have been nice if she referenced it or because she, I mean, she was pretty mad when they did that to her and then she turns around and does it to them. (laughs) Right. Which, you know, she was pretty young in season three for one. Yeah. Here. Okay. I'm getting into it now. I think her biggest problem with the cruciamentum was they really played up the feeling um, betrayed by her father figure in that. And yeah, that was not a dynamic in this situation. True. And also, I just got to say, these... Okay, the way they did it was they had her talking to them them in the crypt and superimposing scenes of Amanda doing the stuff she was saying they need to do. And Amanda didn't even know she was a potential. But she, you know, she, when push came to shove, she, like, Morgan-sticked the crap out of the bringers and the vampire. Isn't Harold talking about when she and Spike locked them all in the crypt with that vampire? Yes. But before they lock it, Buffy's doing a speech. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. And at the same time, Amanda's fighting the vampire and the bringers. And kind of, it was done as a parallel that she's saying and Amanda's doing, even though she doesn't hear Buffy. Okay, gotcha. And you just, you look at these potentials, there are a bunch of idiots, and there are a bunch of whiny girls that don't know what vampires are, and they need, they need a kick in the pants. And they, you, while she's doing the speech, you see a potential reaching as potentially as a potential can be without being the slayer. And she doesn't even know she is one. So these girls, it's like... What is it? Five of them against one vampire in a controlled environment, fairly controlled, and Buffy's just kind of pushing it a little. And when they get home, they all said they felt it. They felt a power, right? And something they didn't know they had. And That's so right. I'm totally for it. And I feel I feel like Buffy and Spike were listening at the door, and if they heard any trouble, they would have gone in there right. and taken care of it before anybody died. So I think they controlled it enough that they, I, those girls needed something. And, and it seemed like it really did work because they were all like filled with adrenaline and excited about that experience. Right. No, you've, it's true. You're, yeah, 
you're exactly right. Well, because they do need some sort of kick in the pants, because, I mean, the trouble is happening right now. Yes, and Buffy feels especially, you know, I don't know, are you feeling it ramp up? Because I don't think it really ramped up this time. The danger. No. no. I'm still not feeling it really ramped up. I agree. Um, but you will. It's coming. <laughs> Well, better. There's nine left. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I know Buffy's exactly. feeling it. We just aren't. It's like in is it the second episode of the season's Walking Dead when they're building the walls and those walkers come up and Rick makes the Alexandrians fight him. Yeah. And everyone everyone was like so mad at Rick for that, and it's like you know he needs to know who can fight and who can't. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and all those girls needed to get their big girl pants on, and yep. they needed to get their feet wet. So I'm totally for it, and I feel like Buffy has aged enough. It would have been kind of cool to have her have a scene with Giles, maybe at the end, and say, "You know, I see why you and the council did that now." Yeah, because you know, Buffy really did do amazing things in that episode. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that beat that guy, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she killed him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, a reference to it would have been nice, but I uh, I feel like Buffy has aged enough in this time and has become an adult now, and she was not an adult in season three, and she is now. So... I can totally see her thinking, yeah, this is a way to do it. Maybe she didn't even draw the parallel. She may yeah. not in her head, but maybe someday she will. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Maybe she doesn't even think about it. Um, okay. He says, my last complaint is about the Willow turning into Warren storyline, which I just find unpleasant and not very satisfying. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> it might have helped if Amy became more of a rival or villainous than she has been to this point. Instead, it just feels like this was an episode that the writers had to do in order to give, to have Willow get over Tara and move on with Kennedy. Which totally did not need to happen and does not need to happen in the future. <laughs> no, I don't think any one of us were going, but what right about Tara? I mean, uh, sorry people, Tara died. Tara died. She, Willow needs to move on. They didn't need to do this. They did not, and and I Harold did not Wright. need to see Warren's stupid face again. No, we did not <laughs> need to see that. And Amy, uh, it was like, oh, let's bring her back. And she didn't seem to really, I don't know, it was pretty weak sauce. <laughs> it was very weak. Her yes. explanation. And, you know, even though Willow and Warren had their moments... The actress, actor and actress playing them had their moments where they really did seem to nail the other character. It's never talked about, like, the Buffy Faith mm-hmm. thing. It's never, ever discussed in Buffy Land. I've never heard people talk about that acting. And I thought they did a pretty decent job once in a while. I, yeah, I thought they did. There were times where the guy playing that plays Warren did an awesome Willow impression. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyway, that but, yeah, isn't it, talked about in case you were wondering. <laughs> I don't know if you were or not. <laughs> I, actually, it wasn't. <laughs> I've never heard anyone bring it up. <laughs> um, he's, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you just saw this for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what I did like were the few scenes where Don and the audience had to grapple with the possibility that she was a potential before taking it away and giving it to Millie. Yes, I've forgotten her character's name, too. <laughs> I know, I called her Millie in my notes all the way Yeah, in. it's totally Millie, but her name's Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when you were talking about Amanda, I was like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels like it would be too easy to have Don be a potential, sort of like it felt to me when suddenly Oz became a werewolf. <laughs> there was something a little cheesy when virtually every character who just happens to be on the show gets a special ability. <laughs> yes, Except Xander, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Another like is Xander's little speech to Don about being one of the ones who isn't special, even though it is kind of cheesy, but just because I like their little relationship, which was first brought up in The Real Me when she wrote in her diary about her crush on him, and what she seemed to revel in, <laughs> and even though she later claimed to have been over him, I feel like there is a connection between the two of them always lurking in the background. And I wouldn't have been ready to ship them if there was a season 10 or whenever. <laughs> I totally ship those two. <clears throat> Not now. No. But, no, yeah. It would have like, to be, like, a season 10 and 11. <laughs> well, there's, like, a season 10 in the comics. Oh, they could totally true. do it. You never know. That's true. Maybe they did it. Get on that, comics, if you haven't. <laughs> I totally see that. <laughs> And I did like that speech. I thought it was cute. And they do I have kind of a cute little connection. They do. They do. And yeah. I like that they're the two unspecials. <laughs> yes. Well, Don is the key, you know. I did bring that up to Don in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not just a run-of-the-mill girl. <laughs> Don't forget, monks made you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not a lot of people can say that. <laughs> and more than half of, I mean, the lion's share of your memories are fabricated. Just fabricated. <laughs> Don't forget that, Don. <laughs> You're special. <laughs> well, thanks, Harold. <laughs> thanks, Harold. <laughs> All right, and uh, we got something from Val as we were, like, starting to record this podcast. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see why uh, Val felt the need to talk about these. I know, because I swear, <laughs> her last feedback said, you know, something about, sorry, but... You're not going to hear from me. <laughs> this is where I stop sending feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just couldn't keep silent. <laughs> All right, showtime. Damn Kennedy, get some boundaries, girl. I didn't like the way she's obviously hitting on Willow. It was icky. And the whole thing with wanting to see Willow do something witchy? Shut the hell up, Kennedy. Go away. I'm sure she's a nice person in real life, but sorry I disliked her from day one. Me too. You know, day one of Kennedy, I don't know if you remember, but the potentials walk in, and she looks at Buffy and goes, this is her? And then she yeah. just kind of goes, hmm. And walks away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that. 
sealing many people's hatred of Kennedy. <laughs> it's like done and Upon done. Entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I hate <Mike>. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My hatred is fast and swift. <laughs> yes. <laughs> swift and complete. <laughs> okay. I'll be dispersing my Kennedy hatred out a little at a time. Don't want to dump it out all at once. It's toxic. <laughs> Sorry about that. Any Kennedy lovers likers. The only thing nice I can say about her is that she isn't whiny like the others. I kind of got a faith like faith light vibe from her. Oh, yeah, I can see yeah, that. Little. That stupid dangling Bill Jox's eye thing was so bad looking. It was cringeworthy. I wonder if the actors were holding back laughing. Oh, man. <laughs> such a it weird. So dumb. <laughs> so gross. It's, yeah, it's cringeworthy it for sure. Didn't need to have like a hundred eyes. <laughs> Could have I just know. had one. <laughs> I agree. It should have just one big giant eyeball, but it was like yep. an eyeball made of eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an eyeball. Made of eyeballs. <laughs> department got a little creative. <laughs> or makeup, whatever. <laughs> we are the people that make up that stuff. <laughs> the prop guys. Okay. The special effect guys. Yeah, special effects. Uh, oh, great. Now there's more potentials, a.k.a. sits. Slayers and training. <laughs> I'd be okay if the first picked off each potential one by one. Really, I'd be fine with that. Thin the herd. Fingers crossed. At least bad southern accent Eve is gone. At least I hope so. The main things I remember about potential was Andrew's sweet speech to John, and that the fans were relieved that Don wasn't the one who was going to be another Slayer. <laughs> Sue, did the fake out get you too? And were you happy it wasn't her also? Oh, yes, it got me, and I was so pissed, and then so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All those things. <laughs> the killer in me. So my biggest season fear, seven fear has happened. They've coupled up Willow and Kennedy. I haven't rewatched most of season seven since it aired, and don't want to revisit it. So who knows how it all works out. Okay, I do know, but I won't say. Oh, Amy, why couldn't you have poofed Kennedy into a rat and magicked her into heavy traffic <laughs> or into a tiny room with a pissed-off Miss Kitty Fantastico? Where the hell is that cat anyway? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> I told you you'd find out. <laughs> it's got to be coming soon. Nine episodes. Nine episodes. <laughs> but instead, you plop her back to Hotel Summers for wayward potentials. I remember when I first saw that ending, I was really hoping Willow or Warren Willow whoever the hell she was, would have pulled the trigger. I'm awful, I know. Then I could have been spared that cringeworthy fairy tale line and kiss. A hug. Shut the F up, Kennedy. Major eye-rolling, I'm sure, happened, and I may have even gotten queasy. Can you tell I don't care for Kennedy? Sorry, I still have issues with her and the season overall, but I'm glad you guys love it. Oh, how I wish I could. Um, if Willow would have killed... Kennedy, there would have been... I, I couldn't handle that storyline again. So I'm glad she didn't. Yes. <laughs> I didn't need Willow to kill another human. No. So that's the bright side. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask after another few episodes, but I want to know what Sue really thinks of Kennedy so far. Don't hold back. <laughs> I hope you don't like her. Well... <laughs> <laughs> 
not feeling the hate you feel, Val. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't like any of the potentials. I don't like this whole potential thing. <laughs> but yeah, I I I don't have the hate for Kennedy. I don't like her, but I don't hate her. Hmm. I think she's annoying. I think it was a really, really stupid move to not go on the thingy with Giles so you know, that she could have a date with Willow. I thought that was a really bad move that a potential slayer, that just seems really bad. Um, yeah, that's actually my biggest beef with Kennedy. Like you could get kicked out of it for doing that, you know. Just the lack of response. Just, it was so immature, and it was so... Yes. The lack of respect for the whole thing. Yes. It's a really big deal to me. <laughs> Especially since she seems to be the one that's taken it the most serious. Yeah. So And seems... she seems to have been, like, trained by a trainer since she was little. A watcher. Right. right. I don't know. It really rose me the wrong way that she did that. And so... that is my... 90% of my beef with her. Yeah, I would say that's my biggest problem with her is that she did that. Just for a date. That was dumb. Oh, it was so immature. So. Well, but then... Yeah. What? But yeah, the, the hate that Val feels, I don't feel that yet. I don't feel it. I don't care for her at all. I don't like her. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, uh... It mostly revolves around that little storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, a Potential? No, no. Is it Potential? Or is it Showtime? No, it's not Showtime. It's Potential or The Killer and Me. Um, oh, it's The Killer and Me, because that's the big date one. Mm-hmm. I really, really am offended by her doing that. <laughs> it just, it, it's, it's very bad for her character in my eyes. Yeah, and I thought... Very hard to redeem. Yeah, and I thought Willow would have called her out on it more than she did. I don't know. Yeah, you'd think... But sometimes Willow doesn't think about well, everybody yeah. else. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she does earlier in the episode not want Buffy to cancel because there's a new Slayer in town. Buffy has a little crisis about whether to cancel the training session for that night. And Willow's like, no, that's important. Right. <laughs> but what Giles is doing isn't. <laughs> it seems like the most important. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. Val goes on to talk about what we've been watching, and I think we should probably put that in our pocket. Yeah, yeah, let's let's save that for... We need to do what we've been watching. It's about time. We do, especially since um, the first half of season six of Walking Dead is yeah. done now. And I lost half the 
We lost half the feed for our little discussion, and then <laughs> the other half just seemed irrelevant by that point, and I just washed my hands of the whole thing. <laughs> I think you added a little bit. We talked a little bit about it mm. on one, but but yeah, let's uh, let's try and fit in of what we've been watching. Maybe next time we record or something. Okay. Or in the next couple of weeks, we'll see. Cool. But we'll save it. So thanks, Val. Yeah, thank you. So that's why she felt the need to write in on these. <laughs> she hates she Kennedy so much. <laughs> she hates Kennedy, and she wanted to talk about other stuff she's been watching. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, all right. Well, thanks for the feedback, everyone. Yeah, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. So, do we have numbers? Yeah, we do. Alright, we've got... For the season, we have number 12, number 17, and number 20. This is going to be a tough one, because I don't really remember liking one over the other. Um, well, okay, I think... I'm going to go potential is number 12. Um... Uh, The Killer in Me is 20, and Showtime is 17. You got The Killer in Me. That's the worst. Okay. But Showtime's 12 and Potential 17, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah. There's something about Potential I kind of like, although I feel like Dawn lost about six years in maturity. Until the very end, which bugs me when writers do that, just to show her being that much more mature. I know. I hate that, too. Manipulative writing, and I don't care to be manipulated like that. We don't appreciate that, writers. <laughs> and I never like to see a mature Dawn. Nope. At least she didn't do her Jerry Seinfeld thing. <laughs> well, it's the deal with <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Yes. <laughs> do the fish, or I'm so glad. She used to do it all the time. The cat scans, and then there was something about the sandwiches. <laughs> tuna. Oh, it was a tuna fish. I forget now. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the cat scan, and then, yeah, there was another What's the deal with cat scans? They're <laughs> like an actual cat? <laughs> I am so glad they don't do that with her. <laughs> you were like, that's like her shtick. <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't remain so. <laughs> 
Ah, buddy. Um. Okay, so showtime. <laughs> What's Make this number one? eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Yeah, my first note is. Oh, let me guess. Another Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have, I forgot to mention in, in our last recording that that one potential seemed interested in Willow Kennedy. I don't know her name at the time. Yeah, she like did the bed. Uh, yeah. She wanted to share her bed. Yeah. I think that's our only, I don't know. Well, that happened in this episode. Something she did or said something... It, this one doesn't this kind of open up with them all trying to sleep and she's mm-hmm. trying to get Willow up in the bed. Yeah, but whatever the previous episode was called, from, oh. she did or said something that I remember thinking she likes Willow, <laughs> <laughs> and I just it just wasn't enough to write down or anything. But I remember remembering that. <laughs> anyway, I don't know, but yep. of course I just. No, she likes her, so maybe yep. I just didn't notice. Um, yeah, then I have, how many potential slayers are there? <laughs> <laughs> Did you recognize Felicia Day? Do you know her? Oh, is that who that is? I know who that is. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And she's, okay. She's the one that doesn't have an accent, but I'm guessing is the one that Harold calls, like, She's just a fashion statement or something. Isn't she kind of like the little funky one with red hair? Yeah, with the little crocheted hat. Yeah. Yeah, she's actually the love interest in Dr. Horrible. Oh, is she? I always want to show call that show Captain Hammer. <laughs> and I have to think really hard what it really is called. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Captain Hammer is Nathan Fillion's character. In uh, it. Okay. And she is, I think it's her, I discovered a show on Netflix called Tabletop. It's a Will Wheaton where he just plays board games with people. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> It's actually a little entertaining. Hmm. Um, but I think she's the co-creator with him, and she was on one of the episodes. Sounds like something she'd do. She does that. The Guild, is it? Oh, does she? Okay. I've yeah, never she, seen that, but I know what it is. She's the one that created it. Yeah. they. Yeah, it's called Tabletop. It's on Netflix. They play, like, Settlers of Catan one episode. and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to watch, like, us play Settlers, but I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> it's not like you're just sitting there watching. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You get the highlights. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, but, yeah, he, they played a game that looks like one our family would love, so I'm going to buy it. Hmm. So, anyway. Felicia Day is also a recurring character on Supernatural that's very beloved. Anyway, she's oh, okay. quite recognizable, but maybe not in a lot of things you've seen. 
Um, no, but as soon as you said, I was like, oh, that's right. That is her. Um, I have, dang, I was hoping we were getting old Spike again. And that was just his dream of, like, breaking free and stuff. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot he's still chained up in this one. I know. And I have the Southern Slayers burning stuff up. Is she up to something? Is she the first? <laughs> <laughs> and then I have, I can't believe I was right about that. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have, wasn't Andrew talking about Timothy Dalton in an earlier episode? Yes. <laughs> I love that he brings up Timothy Dalton again. <laughs> I am loving Andrew every moment he's on. <laughs> I am just loving him more and more. Like, the more he's on, the more I like him. Oh, I, I told you before, I was just waiting. I knew you'd just love him in season seven. <laughs> I love that they untie him. It just seems so Scooby Gang. I know. <laughs> they untie him and he stays. He just stays and they just kind of put him down. <laughs> and just kind of look at him as harmless. It's it's so them. I love it. It is. It is. Yep. Um, and then, because I've been thinking a lot about, you know, how B mentioned you know, maybe Giles was killed and he's the first, you know? Right. And so, like, while I was watching these, I was, like, kind of looking for signs of that. <laughs> and I've got, um, can the first inhabit two people at once? Because Giles and Eve are in the living room together. So, I was like, mm. can he be in more than one person? Well, I know he can, because in conversations with dead people, things were happening at the same time. Oh, yeah, that was all going on simultaneously, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like it when Andrew says, I need to wash up again, and he goes back up the stairs. <laughs> like Eve dissolving into nothing. Yes. Scared him that bad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I got the eye of boards locks. It's gross. Yeah, and it seems. I don't know. Okay, so we figured out that all of this happened because of the disturbance of bringing Buffy back from the dead. I guess, spoiler alert, it's not a huge plot point for the rest of the series. It's not? No, it's pretty much just dropped, I think. Oh, because I was really paying attention to what he was saying. So I was like, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, Kristen, stop it. My cat's chewing my computer cord. That's no good. This is what I get for being in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Make a loud noise and she scatters. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, if I thought I was only going to be annoyed by two potential slayers, not like seven. <laughs> <laughs> I like when uh, Andrew says deflector shields up. <laughs> I don't. Is that a? Is that a I think Star it's, a, it's a Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. 
I think it's Star Trek, yeah. I know I've heard it. When does he say it? Um, it's when Willow is trying to make that, like, boundary spell, I think. Mm. When oh, the, yeah. That would make sense. When the bringers are outside. Yeah. Alright. Willow's, like, doing her Latin chanting, and he goes, deflect your shields up. <laughs> <laughs> He's just always thinking about that stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, I'm pretty sure that's something that, like, they do in Star in the original Star Trek. Mm. I thought the fight scene at the end was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, weird to bring back the clairvoyant talking. <laughs> just seemed kind of random and. If you guys can do that, why don't you do it all the time? Oh my gosh, I'd be doing it all the time. <laughs> it seems like a very underutilized skill they all have. Yes, yes. But I do like how they did it, like they replayed. And you see why Xander like jumps. <laughs> yes, and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fun. I thought and that was funny. Your perception changes so much because the first time you see it, they just look like they just don't know what to say. But in reality, they're like conversing with each other, which was yeah. kind of so. But when they did that before, wasn't wasn't that like a spell? I mean, that's just something they can just do anytime they want now. Well, it seemed to be. We only, let's see, Willow did it at the end of season five to just spike. Um, and that was the first time we saw it. And then in the first episode of season six, they are just doing it. I mean, Willow's standing on top of that crypt and guiding everybody. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So it didn't seem like a spell. It just seemed like a skill. Like a skill. Okay. It's like maybe something Willow opened up with a spell, definitely. And then it just is always there if they need it. Although Buffy wasn't involved. She was dead. She was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Shush. Shush. Indeed. So. But yeah, I liked the fight at the end. I thought that was a good fight. Buffy. Was she like purposely kind of letting him kick her ass so that she could show the potentials like how how hard the fighting can be or it's all a little strange because she had never she had fought him and lost and knew that a stake in the heart wasn't going to do it although it seemed like she missed in that episode a few episodes ago when she staked him and it didn't work, he pulled it out. It really was in the center of his chest. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that you just have to get it right in the heart. Which is conveniently not always the case. No. <laughs> That's something that they take a little bit of liberty with. Or a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I've seen them get staked in the stomach and they dust. <laughs> right. And then... Uh, arrows have like just missed Spike and Angel before 
just barely missed their hearts. And yes. They were fine. <laughs> By an inch or less. Yeah. So that's shishable, I suppose. Um, anyway, she had fought him and lost and didn't quite know how to kill him. But then she's just all of a sudden super confident. She's like, they've got to see me kill him, so we need to stage something so they can see me kill him. Right. And then he almost appear, apparently seems to almost kick her ass, and then she just kind of gets him in the end by beheading him. It just yeah. seemed like, had you been practicing on other tear clones? <laughs> it's like, okay. Because <laughs> how did you know you were going to do it in front of those girls? And although, on the other hand, Buffy is gotten very good at killing demons. Yeah, yeah, that one caught her by surprise, and she didn't know how to kill him. And she didn't have weapons, right? When she was down in the cave when she first... No, because that was, like, one of my problems. Right. I'm like, why doesn't she have, like, a million weapons? Yeah. You know? So maybe, you know, her confidence, and I'm okay with that, that she's, like pretty confident these days and spikes pointed it out you you know you're gonna win <laughs> right and she's just kind of like that now well there's that and then there's also just suddenly she's got like these five six seven girls that are needing to learn that might have boosted something in her too like I've really got to prove, you know, yeah. I've got to win this because they're all dead if I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Kind of weird, but you can talk yourself into it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it is a fun fight. It is. It's a good fight. He's kind of creepy. Yeah. His little leather suit. He made one move. Kind of this dumb jump that I wasn't too impressed with, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then, oh, I love the scene at the end when she rescues Spike. Oh, yes. That is a beautiful scene. Another, those two can act so well without words. It's just amazing. Again and again, they have these no dialogue scenes that just kill you. Yeah, is this the scene where he's just kind of under his breath just saying, she'll come for me, or... Well, that was around the first Buffy in that episode. Oh, that's right, that's right. You know, he's been... He was taken by her, well, him, whatever, the first, for so long, and who knows how many hours the first has tried beat into him that Buffy is not coming to save him. Right. Every time, it seemed like every time we saw them together, the first was doing just that. And he just kept his confidence, but you could tell it was getting really rough. (laughs) (laughs) And with someone telling you again and again and again in so many ways, and having that person be the actual, (laughs) look like the actual person, that would mess with your head. It really would. It would. It totally would. And so that he kept up that face, and then when she actually does come, and he just, he like grabs her shoulder to see that she's mm-hmm. 
actually corporeal. Yeah, just that relief. Man, that was awesome. That was good. I like that. And it's always a bit of fun to see the the girl hero save the boy. You always. that very always. often. Yep. So you gotta love it when it happens. <laughs> but yeah, they're cute. They are adorable. I am so on the spuffy train. I'm always, I always am, but they are the cutest little friendship, whatever it is right now. It's season seven, I love it. Oh, they have a really cute moment, like in potential. Yes, in the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of potential. Speaking of, all right. Let's move on. Rank number 109. That's pretty low. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I've got using Spike to help train. Genius. Yes. <laughs> it's like, here, here's a vampire right here we can work with. <laughs> that they're all freaked out about. I mean, he scares them all. They all know his recent backstory of killing people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're terrified of him. But they're also yeah. kind of funny saying, hi, Spike. <laughs> like in the next episode, I think when he comes into the kitchen. <laughs> yes. It's very funny. It is. It is. But, you know, it's just, it's the better way to do it. Because why not, if you can, as the Slayer, if you can get to know and be friendly with some of the demons and stuff, why not use them to your advantage, you know? Right. Instead of just, they're all bad, kill them all, you know? Yes. Like, well, some of them aren't. <laughs> My next note is, don't get all mopey, Don, because you don't have the kind of purpose these girls do. You're a key. Monk's made you, remember? That's something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a pretty neat story to wow all the potentials with. I bet you haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, pretty mopey. Pretty mopey and just, I don't know, just creeping everywhere, like always, like <laughs> watching. <laughs> don't you have homework? <laughs> Go away, Key. <laughs> or even supposed to actually be at school or getting ready for school yes, and creeping yes. around. Yep. Spend a little more time at school. Make some friends. <laughs> Make your own friends. <laughs> I like how Buffy calls him the Chuckacon. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she still does that sometimes. Yes. And I couldn't help but think of Lauren and I thought, I bet Lauren would have liked that. <laughs> For some reason, he popped into my head. Oh. It's like, he would have appreciated that. Lauren would love Buffy. Yes. Yeah, I think they would be... They would be best pals. They would be good pals. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next note is, it's Millie. She's a potential slayer. If it's not, I'll be pissed. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I found out that, you know, 
there was a Slayer already in Sunnydale. And they didn't, I was like, it's Millie. You really? You thought of her? Well, because they showed her talking to Buffy a little bit earlier in the episode. And so it's not like I just pulled her, oh, it's that one, you know. Speaking of, (laughs) setting up that little Amanda teasing thing just to make Buffy go off on a lame spike monologue a la Grey's Anatomy just bothered me. (laughs) I was like, come on, this isn't Grey's Anatomy. You are not Chandra Rhimes. You're better than that. Is that what they do on Grey's Anatomy? (laughs) Yeah, and I think we discussed this on the show already that what they do is they always have a patient that mirrors in some way what one of the doctors is going through, and so they kind of Mm. absorb. And they always end up talking to the patient, and they're really talking about themselves, and it's just like Buffy, where it just goes off on a tangent that's not about the patient anymore. It's totally selfish doctor talking about their own life. Yeah, that's annoying. I hate it. And so they did it, and I'm like, <laughs> Speaking of Millie, this um, this episode was written by Rebecca Rand Kirshner, who was a writer for Freaks and Geeks. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, there's got to be some sort of parallel there. <laughs> yeah. Huh, interesting. Could it be a coincidence, or <laughs> it could be? be I don't know. So strange <laughs> to me. I am a strong believer in coincidence. Yeah, coincidences happen. Yep. Um, I loved Andrew with the snake skin. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> just Miss Rosenberg. <laughs> I love how we just. Wouldn't that be weird if humans just... <laughs> I love being around people that have thoughts like that. I know. And we voice do. them. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't it be weird to be... if humans just shed their skin on the sidewalk? It'd be kind of embarrassing. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and then in big writing, I've got, no, not Dawn. <laughs> Well, I loved, I loved how they did a self-referential. To, uh, kind of makes sense about the Slayer blood and how their blood is the same. And he just goes, "Yeah, I never got that." <laughs> yes. I think pointing out that it really didn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. So bravo for doing that. Oh, yep, I, I noticed Buffy's that. Buffy's lying about Andrew. <laughs> Acting like a dog looking for sausages. <laughs> it just uh, brought that commercial to mind, and it just was a really great image. <laughs> a little dancing dog with the sausages. <laughs> and I love that Andrew Peppers in some Spanish words reminding us of his month in Mexico. <laughs> He's now a Mexican because <laughs> he was in Mexico. <laughs> Remember when you died and I became a Mexican? <laughs> I love that line so much. 
then he goes off about it being a parallel for a woman. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll pay you to talk about Star Wars again. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Although I thought it was weird to have Xander do the line telling him not to reference Luke Skywalker. I thought, Xander would eat that up, wouldn't he? I know. <laughs> well, he wanted the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic book. <laughs> I must have missed that. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I think Andrew, Andrew wanted to was call. calling his comic shop. Because <laughs> the new League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was going out. And Xander's like, get two copies. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Don the whole scene I don't know, with Don thinking she's the potential. Oh, being like, I got this one. It's like, oh no, don't go get Buffy. You're gonna yeah. do it. Nope. <laughs> this isn't gonna end well. <laughs> well, and just her like walking around the living room like, what does this mean? What if oh, I don't even know if I want this. It's like, oh, shut up. You do, too. You do. It's all you've been thinking about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you've been thinking about in your little year and a half you've been around as a key. Right. Getting Buffy's the special one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got, you're sneaking out, Don. You are a stupid, stupid girl. I mean, seriously, sneaking out? Uh, Yeah. With, thinking you really are the potential with all the bringers. With all the bringers? I know. I'm like, she's not smart enough to be the next layer. <laughs> and, yeah, and then she runs into Millie, and I wrote down, maybe it is Millie, and the light hit Don by mistake. And then I'm like, it is Millie, and she kicks some ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs> the Morgan stick. Yes. <laughs> Yep, I liked it. I liked seeing Millie doing that. That was great. Oh, hated the line. I think I strained something I'll need later in life. Boo. Uh, I missed. Who's that? Oh, was that Dawn? Dawn. Walking in the window, like, oh, do you pull the right. groin? I don't know. That's just not a girl line. <laughs> no, it's dumb. For whatever reason, a boy can say that. But a teenage girl saying, I think I strained something I'll need later in life, <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. You strained your ovaries? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and if it was a boy, it'd be one of the... I don't know, just an old joke. Just right. an obvious sitcom joke. And then to have it be a girl just made it that much worse. It was just stupid. I agree. I just had to say something about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got it on record. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Life goals fulfilled one at a time. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, but I am. You have no idea how relieved I am that Don is not a potential. 
I was going to be so mad. <laughs> How can we make the potentials worse? Let's <laughs> make Don one of them. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad they didn't go there. No, but I love Amanda, and I love how twisted she is. <laughs> she wanted to, like, sick the vamp on the band or something. Oh, my gosh, that was hilarious. I sick him on the marching band. She, I mean, every she... time she's come in to talk to Buffy, she's been kind of twisted and weird. <laughs> she is, I know. I know. Because that first time you made her, she's talking about a bully, and it ends up she's the bully. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I can see her. I can see her being the one that is the next slayer. Yeah, she's. She seems to have. She seems to display more natural talent than the the others are just idiots. But I think Buffy was like that too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the others, there's like a scene where. They're all downstairs in Buffy's basement, just like doing stupid things, like I don't know, kicking a bag, and right. one of them's like trying to figure out how to use something. They're like, what is clown college? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so bravo show for not making it dawn. Oh, <laughs> I was scared for a while. Yes. <laughs> but I did like Xander's speech at the end. It was it was a nice speech. But I did write down, don't forget, Xander, she has a key. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just like on that now. Like... <laughs> she doesn't have special powers. Except opening a gate of hell. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> It's the key to open the gate of hell. <laughs> she was made by monks. No one else can say that. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> but yeah, Xander had a, you know, you never really think about it in his point of view. Because, you know, Willow's got her witch powers and Anya, demon, ex-demon. Right. But... He's I don't know. Okay. He's still alive. He's got something. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, like, and I, he kind of says something like, because nobody's watching me, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what he says about it, but it was just kind of neat. It was a good speech. It, Don needed to hear it. It was, it was a nice, like, big brother yes. moment, you know. Very much. He Brig, big brother that turns into a lover in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that now. <laughs> now that you say it that way. <laughs> well, it was nice. I mean, he knew that she was pretty thrilled that she might be a potential or for a moment she really thought she was. And then she was pretty gracious about, oh, it's Millie, you know. Well, yeah, well, that's what I was talking about, that she was so immature to, like, show how mature she ends up in the episode. Yeah. And she was. She was very gracious. That's a good word for it. Yeah. And, well, it makes sense. You know, Xander watches. He watches people because no one's watching him. 
And so he would have noticed that she, you know, if you really take to heart what he's saying, <laughs> yeah. that he noticed that she was thrilled or would have been thrilled if he had been paying attention. Well, she was pretty mopey. <laughs> Hard to miss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Buffy would miss it, though. Yes. I wonder if all that has something... It still sometimes flashes in my head what Joyce said to Dawn about Buffy not choosing her. Oh, yeah. That's still... I still kind of wonder what was the real meaning behind that. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that was the first talking as Joyce. I think that really was Joyce. Who knows? Being kind of a guardian angel for her daughter type thing. But, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what was all meant by that. What would Buffy not choose her about? Well, I'm wondering if it's like, if it's going to come down to, again, kind of like how Buffy sacrificed herself for Dawn and what was that, the end of season five? Mm-hmm. Like if it's going to be another, like, like in Dawn's mind, Buffy not choosing her sounds like a bad thing, but maybe it's a good thing. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Things go on in my head sometimes. What was all that? Like sacrificing somebody into the hellmouth pit will appease. (laughs) Yeah, like she's not going to choose you, so it's a good thing. (laughs) Yep, I don't know. So, anywho, move on to the killer in me. Yeah, which... I have a funny... Okay, Killer and Me is ranked 120. It's pretty low on the... Wow. ...totem pool of episodes. <laughs> Which, I get it with the Willow storyline, but for some weird reason, maybe it's not that weird, but I, when I think of Killer and Me, I think of the main plot point being Spike's chip. Cause I guess because it, like, yeah. Really worries me. You know, I really am concerned about Spike. <laughs> so it kind of takes up all my mental energy for this episode. <laughs> There's nothing left for Willow and Warren. <laughs> so that's what I like think about when I think of this episode, and I kind of like that plot. I Yeah, I enjoyed that plot. But I guess to be fair... Someone with not a skewed view would probably think of this as the Willow Warren episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was a big part of the episode. For some reason, I always forget about it. Well, plus there's the Kennedy Willow stuff. Yes. So. Yeah, so if you look at the three main plot points, so there's Kennedy Willow, Willow Warren, Spike, Chip. That's two against one. <laughs> Spike chip wins. Like two two thirds of it's bad. <laughs> My brain just shuts the other two. <laughs> Shush. Shush. What's going on with Spike? Is he okay? 
Yeah, I like it. My first note is how they talk about Giles doing the hokey pokey. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love that line so much. I wish I, I wrote I forgot it. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Rasta. <laughs> he didn't say Rasta. <laughs> it just made me laugh because I thought back to that scene. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Buffy out in the desert and him doing that little ritual thing. <laughs> he looked so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> he finishes and she's like, that's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so Spike and Buffy are down. He's having the major headaches from the chip and stuff. And when she, she mentioned something about, I know who might be able to, you know, help us with this, I was like, not Riley, please, not Riley. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she, said, she said, oh, it's a phone thing. <laughs> like, who are you going to call? <laughs> I love that. And he's like, they both kind of look at each other. He's like, that phrase is never going to be usable again, is it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, that made me laugh. Me too. Yeah, and I have probably a bad idea, Willow. I think this is... When she decides to go out for drinks. <laughs> I think it's the kiss. I think I skipped the whole drink part because that was just boring to me. Right, and I spend most of it just being totally incensed by Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, what? What? I'm just stammering at her insubordination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, when she becomes Warren, I, I go, whoa, is, is Willow dead? I I thought for a second maybe Willow had died. <laughs> Why like off camera. Be... <laughs> <laughs> well, because she turned into Warren, I just thought this was something the first was doing. Oh, oh I get it. So, so that the first like... turned into Warren instead of Willow. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I was, just for a split second, I was like, whoa, is Willow dead? And then I have Aquaman under roots. I want to hear that story. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling B doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) She's a picture of young Xander in under roots. (laughs) I have a feeling it involved an accident of some sort. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think she wants to see Sandra in Underoo. She does not like him. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was one of the moments where I thought, the act, I wish I knew that guy's name, but the actor that plays Warren did a very good Willow impression. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. Yeah, then they get that phone call, and I'm like, oh, crap, Giles. And I'm like, no, they just want us to think that. <laughs> Wait, you were, were you on board that Giles was dead or alive? Um, it was B's theory, and all I got from you was 
Whoa. Like, you blew my mind. <laughs> yes. Well, at this point, when they got the call from the Robson guy, I, I thought he was dead. Yeah. So... Yeah, I thought that's where they were going. Were you sad? Like um, just no time to be sad yet. <laughs> well, yeah, not really sad. More because we still get to see Giles and stuff. I don't know. Well, once they figured out the racket, though, we first would probably stop using that as a. <laughs> true. True. And we're almost done anyway, I guess. <laughs> Well, well, because I immediately wrote, I wrote, I wrote, oh crap, Giles, and then I wrote, no, they just want us to think that, so I, I didn't think it for very long. And in the end, yes, that was just for fun. That was you were supposed to think he was, and you were supposed to think you were being clever, and mm-hmm. ooh, you know, and Anthony Sorehead wasn't allowed to touch anything on set, and it was a big deal. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, I forgot to. Uh, I forgot to check the wiki like I try and do with all the episodes and I forgot to watch any uh, of my DVDs with commentaries. <laughs> but I did skim right before we recorded. I skimmed The Killer and Me at least because I wanted to see if there was anything about that. And they did talk about Anthony Stewart Head for the last few episodes wasn't allowed to touch anything while on set and it was... It created, you know, a lot of maneuvering, and it's a big deal. And Joss Whedon, I might as well just pull it up. Why he, I guess it was, he's probably more involved with this season than I think. Because he talks about why he wanted to do that. And he didn't write this. It's the only one he writes, I he writes he writes the first and the last in the season. Lessons and Chosen, which I've already spoiled you on the name of the last one. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Anthony Stewart Head was not allowed to touch anything while on screen for several episodes prior to this one, in order to set up the suspicion that Giles might actually be the first. According to the DVD commentary for this episode, this was apparently quite a pain for all involved. When asked why he set up this misdirection, Just Whedon says it was to make people wonder, just have a little fun in the sense of pulling a mystery, an exercise, something to spice things up. Whedon wanted to play off the creepy idea that we don't know where the bad guy is, we don't know where he's coming from, our trusted mentor could be the bad guy. Yeah, that all makes sense. It works. Works. And I think it's actually kind of fun when shows set it up kind of um, pretty covert like this. Like you didn't catch up on it, you know. Nope. You didn't catch on, and I'm not sure. I don't. Would do you think you would have eventually, or until they mentioned it in that phone call? Then? <laughs> Probably not until they mentioned. Well, I don't know. So I like it when a show sets it up that covert and then it turns out to not be real it seems like they'd either make it really apparent or 
It really is the truth. Just the way they did it seems kind of right. unique. Now, I don't remember now. Did Giles explain how he got out of that situation? No, but he does soon. Maybe next episode. Okay. Okay. You will find out. Because, like I said, last night when I this one it was like ten thirty at night, and when it started, I was like surprised that I hadn't seen it yet. Right. I was like, oh crap! I need to pay more attention. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've kind of got the least amount of notes on this one because I really just really hated all the Willow and Warren stuff and I didn't quite so Willow was punishing herself it, it's one of the or, big problems with that storyline or did Amy do a spell to make her do that Amy did a spell but it was kind of it seemed like an open ended spell it was like because she didn't know what would trigger her let's see it's confusing and not that interesting. So in Willow's mind, her kissing Kennedy... Was letting Tara go. Was letting... Right. And you know, I can go the rest of the season without seeing Willow, like, pleading and saying baby on her knees. I just... I am yes. so done with that. I didn't like I it the first too. time, and I sure don't like it the tenth. <laughs> it just seems like something that keeps happening. And I get it. I mean, that was, you know, she loved Tara, and it sucks what happened. Yeah. But Tara would want her to move on, you know. She doesn't... Tara would not want her to punish herself by becoming a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now I don't remember if Amy didn't know what would trigger her becoming Warren or if she didn't even know it would trigger her to become Warren. It just did, I don't know. It's, it, it's not even worth a lot of discussion. It's, it's really not. It, not that great and not that worthy of worrying about too much. I just hope it worked and that she's moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was. So she and Kennedy can have a wonderful romance. I that's another thing I didn't need. I don't think Willow needs to have a romance right now. No. There's like an apocalypse coming. You did not need to create a new gay potential just for Willow to have a romance. It just doesn't fit. Well, and it just it does seem inappropriate that it's a potential slayer cuz they all seem so young. I mean, Kennedy seems like older than some of them, but She only know. seems older to me because she said it out loud. She's like, "I think I'm even too old." I think they threw that line in just to be like, oh, she's just older to... than the other girls. She still looks did... like she still looks like a teenager to me, though. Yeah, if they didn't throw that line in, I'd look at her as being sixteen or seventeen. Easy. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And you know, I'm all for characters moving on, but it just seems like they treated the Willow Tara thing so. Um, so important that it does cheapen just a little bit having Willow just fall for the next gay girl that comes along. Yeah. That, it kind of bugs me there too. It, yeah, I, I agree. And, um, 
Buzz, BuzzFeed, came out with like a 20 worst hated, most hated characters in television history, <laughs> and, well, and Kennedy's on there. <laughs> and I think a lot of it is the terror lovers and stuff just being like, what are you doing bringing in this horrible girl <laughs> and having Willow be, you know, be with her? What? Not yeah. needed. And why did you have to make her so awful? Yeah. Yeah, that is. And again, why are you introducing someone new so close to the end of the series? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. Done with that. <clears throat> um, my next note is gross. The government left all those bodies. <laughs> I know. They were supposed to fill in with cement and salt the earth. Instead, <laughs> they just let <laughs> demons rot. <laughs> I put Adam better not be in there or fondant face forest. <laughs> hey, we can we can thank our stars for that. Didn't yeah. have to add to this episode. <clears throat> and then I've got a quote from Giles. You think I'm evil if I take a bunch of young <laughs> girls camping and I don't touch them? <laughs> I love how they all just keep touching him and Andrew. <laughs> like, some, some of you, like, I don't remember what he says, but something about some of you don't, I don't know well enough to take such privileges. Yes. <laughs> Andrew's kind of like, he. <laughs> He just likes to be in on everything. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> or maybe he has a little crush on Giles. That's possible, too. Possible, possible. And, yeah, so then Riley's army group shows up and, like, Riley is high enough now that he Riley said that or Finn said that the Slayer gets the word on what we do you know it's like really I'm guessing that was just because Riley's the one that got called and he's the one that knows the situation best that they're like alright well we'll do whatever you say you know yeah. about the situation although it's hard to believe the um, the initiative we knew in season 4 would have done what they did exactly that's yeah you're right i didn't think that but i do enjoy the line <laughs> we're to provide you anything you need to help ass face here <laughs> it's like those were his words ma'am <laughs> yes i did like that ass face. <laughs> oh, and... good one riley and you didn't show yeah. up so that's <laughs> you didn't show up Thank and you. you had a good off-screen line <laughs> well done <laughs> So, I guess we're to believe that the actor playing Riley had some other job he was on. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't want to pay him. Or, he would have been more expensive than that guy. That's true. Or the writers were like, let's not do it to yes. the fans. <laughs> we brought him back once and got away with it. <laughs> let's not... Let's not poke the dragon. 
true. So they're leaving it up to Buffy. Do they fix? Because I guess they can fix the chip. Or do they remove it? Do they not so... say what they did? No. Oh. I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. That's where that scene ended was we, the commander guy was like, well, Left it up to her. it's up to you. We can either fix it or remove it. So I am hoping, I'm hoping she has it removed. I'm hoping she trusts Spike. Spike with the soul. I'm hoping she trusts him. Mm, me too. It seems... Well, when it comes to the first controlling him, the chip doesn't seem to have any effect. True. And then he deserves some. But beyond that, he deserves some trust. Finally. Yes, that's that's where I'm going. Is He's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. And... He deserves to have the chip taken out. And in light of that conversation they had in Sleeper, when he's like, no, not the chip, not the chip, damn it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that she took to heart. Well, I say give him a chance without the chips. Have him, that's a real way for him to prove himself to her, too, is... Then she can't be like, well, he can't hurt me, or he can't hurt people because he's got the chip. Well, if the chip's gone. True, and it's only been a few years. Three? I don't know if it's been three years in Buffy Land. It's been three seasons since the chip was put in. So in another three years, if he's still like this good guy, is he going to have more trouble with that chip? Right, yeah, there's that too. It only lasted three years. Right. He is going to be, he is, you know, eternal. (laughs) Sounds staking or (laughs) beheading or fire. Well, that's the thing. I mean, she can always, I mean, it would suck, but she can always stake him if, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping, I think having the chip removed is the right thing. That's cool. I didn't notice that they leave it ambiguous. Yep. I didn't know that'd be a discussion point. I thought it was going to be like one of your first questions for me. No. Forgot. Just wiping my brows that I didn't say anything. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, I think, yeah. There I was think some... the killer in me. I mean, I know that it was, it's stressful to watch Spike in pain and Mm-hmm. It's getting, it gets pretty bad by the end, but they do manage to make me chuckle a little bit when he's in pain off screen <laughs> or in the background <laughs> and Buffy's just talking. <laughs> yes. I had a few of those good moments. Yeah. He heard some screams off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's off camera ones and there's also like just background ones. <laughs> She's in the living room talking. Was it when she was on the phone? I don't oh, remember. he's on the stairs? Yeah. yeah. 
background. <laughs> yep. But yeah, they're pretty dang adorable. Yeah, that little moment between him and the graveyard was cute. When she thinks, when she wants to inspect his ribs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Ronan says her only good line. That's hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, and I think all the other potentials is like, we're supposed to make out with them? <laughs> Stupid, but funny. Yep. I grudgingly laugh. Yeah, I thought it was cool when Buffy took him all to the demon bar and we saw Clem again. Yeah, Clem! And he scared him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could have seen more than just the back of his head. I know, I picture a large Marjorie. Large Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. And I like that Clem wanted to DVR something on the History Channel for Buffy. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cute. I like Clem. It is now. again. Well, and I just. Like I said, I thought that was just a great lesson for them because Buffy never got that lesson. She had to find out on her own, you know. Giles never took her to the demon bar to introduce her to who were the good ones, you know. Right. No, I mean, it took Giles a lot of years to figure out that there are good demons. He he was all counseled because counsel doesn't recognize any demons as good. Right, right. So that was a lesson he had to learn. Yeah, but no, that's that's smart thing to do. Yeah. Well, you know, aside having the first be able to control Spike in some way, Spike is an amazing ally in this fight, and she's smart to have him and to utilize him and. It's smart for the potentials to see that. To use right. what you can. Well, what better training tool than if they're going to fight vampires, fight a vampire. Right. <laughs> One that, you know, is, you can control. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. Not the best three episodes, but not terrible ones. All right. Because after the last ones, I was like, <laughs> okay, we got these three. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think they're terrible either. I think all of them have things going. It's, it's, I don't know. I get into the season and I just want to binge it. And yeah, there's some draggy moments. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely the mother of all dragging times. But I don't dwell on the bad. I like the parts that are good, and I know good's coming up, and I love the way the show ends. It, you know, season, season seven's not in my top. I wonder where it falls. It's either three or four. Hmm, okay. And it it has going for it just the end story. And like I've said before, I don't let the potentials drag me down too much. I just look at them as... They're a. Uh, they're kind of plots that move the show into a direction and move our main character in a direction. Maybe she right. needs to go in, and it's an interesting concept, at the very least. 
someone's trying to kill all the slayers, potential mm-hmm. slayers, to wipe out the slayer line. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they made them all n- annoying and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I have a great shusher for slayers for the potential slayers. <laughs> well, cool. Okay, so what's my next assignment? All right, you're gonna listen. You're gonna watch first date. Get it done. Storyteller. And lies my parents told me. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with choice? Do you think? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> just kidding. It may or may not. <laughs> I just thought that was funny that you brought all that up. <laughs> and then I just thought that. Uh, okay, well, first date, I'm guessing, is that Kennedy Willow stuff? Maybe. Or could it be Buffy Spike without his chip? Now, too soon. Kennedy Willow. Yeah. Why would Can there be I... an episode? Would we do an episode like that right after? I don't know. That's what I was... I hope not. I sure hope not, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not. <laughs> so going back to Spike and Buffy. <laughs> Anyone else it could possibly be? Um... Not the... I can think of unless Anya and Xander get back together and they go on their little first date post leaving her at the altar I don't know am I missing someone Dawn does Dawn have her first date (laughs) hmm or I could just be thinking it's a date and really first is referring to the first and date is referring to like a specific date. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of it that way. I will say you have not gone it right yet. <laughs> Andrew, does Andrew go on a date? <laughs> Andrew and Giles? <laughs> I don't think Giles is there yet. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Oh, man. Get it, storyteller. Get it done. Lies my parents told me. Gosh, I don't know. None of those are speaking to me. I'm thinking Faith has to show up in one of these. I don't know. I don't have much. I don't have any predictions on the others. I have a prediction. What? You are going to enjoy one of them very much. Oh, yay. Don't tell me which one. Okay. But I'm going to guess Storyteller. Once you start it, you'll know. (laughs) It won't take you too long into the episode to be like, this is the one Emily was talking about. Oh, cool. Fun.
All right, then. Okie doke. That'll do. That'll do yeah. big. That'll do big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew. <laughs> he had some great moments. I just love the dynamic of Andrew into the Scooby gang and how he's... <laughs> He just always wants to go, and they're always telling him no, but he's just always there. <laughs> he just kind of. I love how he's just casually with them when Willow's getting the spell ready for the potential. <laughs> just sitting at the table with them. Like I said, I just think it's very Scooby Gangish to like have him be the enemy and tied up in the house, and then just be like, meh. <laughs> it is. It is. It's awesome, and I just love the way the actor portrays him too. Yes. It makes awesome. me, it makes me want to listen to that Nerdist that he was on a year or so ago. Oh, yeah, I, you told I, me you too. He's hilarious. Before I ever even met the character Andrew, I just knew he was on Buffy. <laughs> yeah, you should re-listen. That's fun. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're winding down, people. Get your feedback in if you have any thoughts on. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I think we got a few more new listeners around. Yeah. Just not a lot of participators. Which is fine. Well, totally fine. And we're a pretty hard podcast to participate with. We we demand a lot of you because <laughs> we do go through a lot of episodes. Yes. <laughs> it's hard enough to keep up with the podcast that's weekly doing the show. <laughs> To keep up okay, with feedback. You have to watch four of them. Right. So <laughs> we're good. Yep. We know you're there. We've Yep. But if you want to send feedback, it's send it to SueWatchesBuffy at gmail dot com. Indeed. Or you can join our Facebook pages. We talk about other shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of what we've been watching on the Facebook page. I like how we have these threads going for each show. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, oh, you guys are talking about a show I don't watch, so I'll skip that. <laughs> but they just kind of stay on the same thread. <laughs> we I should know. just make threads. <laughs> this is the blah, blah, blah thread. <laughs> exactly. I like that, too. I like our group a lot. Yeah, we have a good group. We do. So. All right. All right. Well, I better go to bed. Me, too. So, all right, well, I will talk to you later. Okay. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. I was doing my rewatch last night and realized I had never watched The Killer and Me. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was like... That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Because I, you know, I had my notes with me just in case I needed to add anything. And I'm like, okay, there's showtime. I remember this. And here's my notes. And then I watch the next one, turn the page of my notebook. And then I get to Killer and Me. And I'm like, I don't have any notes on this one. Did I just watch it without notes? And then getting into it, I'm like, this is not, I did not watch this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I did a rewatch. Oh, man, I'm glad too. And uh... My watch, I watched it pacing the living room. <laughs> I, I had a, I've got a goal this week that I have to get 10,000 steps a day, and I was short. <laughs> <laughs>
It was either pace then or pace while we were podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, here's the deal. Um, The Fitbit does not count spin class Mm. in your steps. Hmm. So on the days that I do, like, bike, like... Six miles in class, <laughs> work my butt off, I get like a hundred steps. <laughs> get registered. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem right. It totally doesn't seem right. <laughs> and normally that's fine, but this week I just have a dumb goal that I want to get 10,000 steps for every single day. And you know, when I do my other gym classes, that I'm doing lunches and stuff, it totally counts them. So when I'm done, I've got like 1,200. And I'm like, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So I get totally ripped off. You think it could register that I'm like cycling? (laughs) You would think. Stupid. Yeah, you would think it would register the movement of your foot like that. Because it's... Not really taking steps, but it's a general same kind of movement. Your leg goes up and goes down. I know. <laughs> leg goes up, leg goes down, leg goes up, leg goes down. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I have to work extra hard on my spin class days. <laughs> Just this week. <laughs> well, pacing while you're watching Buffy, that's that's good. Use of your time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I suppose it is. (laughs) But anyway, I took crap notes. (laughs) (laughs) My account's looking weird. Well, I... I cleaned up the inbox. Uh Oh, Oh, wow, we just got one from Val. We just got one from Val. I thought we weren't getting any more from Val. Well, maybe we are watched. Maybe we watched an episode she likes, although they don't seem like Valley episodes. Val like. <laughs> <laughs> is this Guys Will Be Guys and stuff? That's not Kat's current one, is it? We already did this one. No, the one that's in my inbox is. Hey, ladies, as I'd hoped, by making good progress through season five. Yeah, and that was eight days ago. Mine says four. It's on November 28th. Something's weird. What's going on? Is it, is it about guys will be guys, no place like home, family, fool? We already did these. Uh-uh. This I've one, got a different one. Okay. What I'm looking at is Shadow listening to Fear and Into the Woods. Oh, that was weird. I just clicked it, and now it just changed. Okay.
we're going to just talk for a few minutes about Angel. So if you're not caught up, any newbies listening, B or whoever, hmm. future cat. <laughs> we're going to... Hi, future cat. Hi, future cat. We're going to discuss... We're just going to spoil up to um, Orpheus. So if you haven't watched the Angel episodes, you may want to skip this. And by May, skip it. Because <laughs> we will spoil a lot of what happens, although we try not to talk about it too much, but we do. <laughs> okay. Question. Have you watched the four angels? Um, I have not watched all four. Okay. I've watched the first two, I think. Yeah. Well, I've watched enough to know that when you joked about Solas being called Grandpa Angelus Kills the Beast, <laughs> that I was like, well, that could be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe, have I watched all four? I don't Do know. Do you see uh, a guest star? I have seen Faith. Is that the guest star you're talking about? Were there any more? Willow. Yes, so I have seen all okay. of them. Yep, I have seen. Maybe that's where I got confused, and it was I hadn't seen all three Buffies. And oh, maybe I pulled a little bit of a Catherine there. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew I was not what I had not watched one. I'm thinking that's what it is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have seen all four of the angels. <clears throat> So Grandpa Angelus does kill the beast. Yep. <laughs> Which, honestly, I totally forgot. I thought it was Faith that does it. <laughs> so it's not like I was like, hee hee. Oh, see, I kind of thought you were. No, I had no idea. I forgot. Oh, that's so funny. Because, yeah, when it happens, I was like, <laughs> it, it's true. Grandpa Angelus killed the beast. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about those angels because man, a lot happened <laughs> in those four, <laughs> and I'm so confused about Cordelia. Oh yes. In fact, I had already watched them. I think by the time I listened to the last Angel episode that was out that we did, uh-huh. and you just hear me go, you were asking me who I thought stole the soul, and I just kind of brush over. It's not Cordelia. Yep. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I don't even like talk about why it's not her. I'm just like, it is not her. <laughs> you did do that. <laughs> Everyone else I kind of gave, well, it's not Lauren. Yep. Be, be too scared. It's not. <laughs> it was fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, she was the last... I'm very curious about what the bib happened to her. I want to ask you your theories, but we should probably wait. <laughs> yep, we can wait, because I want to watch them again, because I kind of just blew through them kind of quickly. But you know that Faith leaves with Willow. Yes. 
yes. So I do expect to see faith in Buffy. And I think that's kind of awesome. Yeah. I was surprisingly happy to see Faith. She was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. She's good Faith again, and I like good Faith, like I said. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like how she just kind of walked in and just took over, you know? Mm-hmm. Just kind of didn't let Connor or Gunn give her any kind of lip. Yeah. Yeah, I like that about Slayers, that they have sort of a... Authority. Authority. Mm-hmm. To the people around them, and they should. They should have an authority on killing demons and the plan, because they are the chosen one. Yep, and I had totally forgotten about, like, her torturing Wesley and stuff. Yeah. So, when I started talking about it, I was like, oh, that's right. She, like, cut him a lot with glass. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to recording that episode. I was totally wrong on the Orpheus prediction too. Or- yeah, it was just the name of the drug, right? Yes. I don't know why I, the drug is called that. I know. And before we record, I was meaning to look up that story. Is it a it's Greek mythology? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Greek mythology. I think or I think Orpheus is he's the son of like one of the Titans, I think. Oh, so it wasn't the story of the lady and or was it still? Yeah. All that was yeah. still true. Okay. Yeah. I just I'm interested, especially now after having rewatched and finding because I didn't remember <laughs> I remembered that episode very much that Faith is in his head and we like recount angel mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> but I did not remember that Orpheus refers to the actual drug name. Yeah, it's the name of the drug. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because I thought it was going to be like I guess that it was going to be like um, Angel and Cordelia. Like she was Eurydice. Right, yeah. And then when we were done recording and I was going to bed, I was like Oh, you idiot. It's not going to be Cordelia who's Eurydice. It's going to be Connor. Connor's going to be taken back into Kortoth or something, and Angel's got to go get him. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think at this point Angel would bother? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Be like, eh, he's better off. I only knew him as a baby for a couple months. <laughs> right. <laughs> and get that attached. <laughs> Didn't get that attached. <laughs> yep. So. Kitten sound. Kitten. You had yep. a kitten sound? I did. I just drank some water. <laughs> and got the kitten. <clears throat> Okay. Well. I don't want to talk too much about Angel because yep. I want to talk about it yep. next week. We better stop. 